Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God is good. Please have your seat to the glory of God. God is faithful. Amen and amen. God is good. Right on. This month is a month of power. The power of prayer. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, we've had teachings on what prayer is. It was given to us by the bishop. Very powerful word that came to us. Amen. And uh, on Thursday, we began to look at the essentials for effective prayer. Now, the subject of prayer is very, very important. It's so crucial. In the book of Luke chapter number 11, and the verse number one, if you can have it, let me see quickly. And it came to pass that as he was praying, in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Luke 18 verse 1. Let's have that one quickly. Luke 18 verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end. That is, this is the intention why he gave this parable. That men ought to always pray always to pray and not to faint. Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 18. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Praying always. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. Thank you Jesus. Acts 6 verse 4. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. Acts 6 verse 4. Thank you Jesus. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So the Christian work is not effective without prayer. But in this scripture the apostles said they will give themselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The ministry of the word there is not word study. It's word preaching. It means that we will give ourselves to praying and then preaching the word. The, your Christian work will be a struggle if your prayer life has a problem. Your ability to understand God's word, your ability to understand what God is doing per time and align yourself to it is largely ruled. In fact, if, if, if I may say, it's solely ruled by your prayer life. Your sensitivity to the Holy Ghost, your walk with the Holy Spirit is largely prayer. If you're not praying, you're not living. The Christian life is not part of that prayer. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. Let's have it. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ 
So you see that the Trinity mentioned here. Jesus is ascribed with the manifestation of God's grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. When it comes to the Father, the love of God. Praise the name of Jesus. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, it's an issue of communion. And communion is prayer. So according to John 3, 16, when he came to demonstration the love of the Father, he did that by sending forth his only son. And so John 1, I think verse number, okay, verse 12 talks about, believe, 13 talks about being born of flesh and blood. 14, the word became flesh. Give us verse 14, quickly. Verse 14. It says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. I will beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten. Verse 15. It says, no, go back to verse uh, 13. Let me see. Let me see 13 again. 13 again. Give me 12. Give me 11. Uh, let me be sure of something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, glory to God. All right, verse 17. Let's see verse 16. The same chapter, verse 16. It says, and of his fullness have all we receive grace for grace. Verse 17, what did it say? For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And so, according to 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the father is love. And he proved his love to us according to Romans chapter 8 and verse number 32. Hope I'm right. 32, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Am I right? Oh, let the scripture flow properly. Let it flow properly. Okay, good. It says that he that spared not his son, give us the TPT. So the father showed his love to us by giving us Jesus Christ. Amen. And so if you look at the scripture, some will say that right from Genesis coming down was a dispensation of the father until Christ was born. It was the, the, the season by function of the father. And God was working things out, working things out to prove his love by giving us his son. For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. Since God freely offered him up. So you see right from Genesis. Are you with me, people of God? This morning you have to be very fast in your spirit and catch a lot of things. We have to finish these teachings today. A passive attitude will not help you this morning. So wake up. Amen. And I'm not going to wait for you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. And so you see from right from Genesis, after the fall of man in chapter 3 of Genesis, you, you zoom down to 22. You see God begins to write an article to show something that he too shall give his son like Abraham gave Isaac. He too shall give his son to prove his love to us. And so the father showed his love to you by Jesus Christ. The only proof of the father's love is Jesus Christ. Not when he gives you a car or a marriage. It's Jesus Christ. That is the fullness of the expression of the love of the father. Nothing more, nothing less. Jesus Christ is the limitation, the scope, the height, the depth, the length and breadth of the father's love to you. So when you say God is good, it's not because he got a car. God is good because he gave Jesus. And so by Matthew, the book of Matthew, 
the genealogy comes in there and Christ is born. Chapter, chapter 1 of Luke, we see him prophesied, being fulfilled in Mary. Alright? And then he's born. Mary, welcome. It's good to see you in church. Yeah, amen. Are you here with me? And then Jesus is born and he lives 33 and a half years. That was the expression of God's grace through his son. So, when it comes to Jesus, grace Oh, but by John chapter 14 verse 16, he said, I will pray the Father and it shall bring you the promise. And by chapter 2 of Acts of the Apostle, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, then there was a mighty rushing wind. They all received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came upon them. And Peter said, this is to fulfill that was prophesied in Joel 2 verse 28, that in the last days, I shall pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. He said, this is that prophecy that has been fulfilled. And so we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus came, the Godhead was functioning divine agenda through the Father. When Jesus came bodily, the Godhead was functioning Jesus bodily. That's why Christ could tell you, he that has seen me has seen the Father. That's why he could tell you, another comforter. He said he is with you, but shall be in you. Who was with them? It was Jesus. By Acts chapter 1, Christ ascended. And then the Holy Ghost came. So now, in this time, the Godhead is functioning by the Holy Ghost. And from 2 Corinthians 13, 14, when it comes to the Holy Ghost, it's going on here. So it means that in this dispensation, if you are prayerless, you'll be ineffective as a Christian. That's why the devil will do anything to deceive you not to pray. You start praying, you get tired. You are dull of understanding because you are not praying. But the dispensation we are in is a dispensation of koinonia. It's a time of koinonia. So, and this is the last dispensation before Christ comes. We are in the dispensation of the Spirit. And in these seasons of the Spirit, it is not talking. It's not crying. It's prayer. That's why the apostles in Acts chapter, chapter, the book of Acts of the Apostles, they kept praying. You see them praying. You see them praying. And because of their prayer, oh, the manifestation of the Holy Ghost was amazing. They loved God. They were given. Even deacons were healing the sick and raising the dead. Because, you know, people of God, if you and I don't begin to understand this reality, that if you are not praying, let's not, let's not, let's not be behind, let's not be, what they call it? Beat about the bush, right? This is the truth. You are as effective as your prayer life. You are as sharp in the things of God as your prayer life. As to whether you are active in the things of God or sluggish, your prayer life. Why? That is the altar of inkenyang. That is the altar of quickening. The quickening spirit that gets you to do the things of God with joy and gladness is on the altar of prayer. So this makes the subject too important. And so theology, they will say that it is one of the disciplines, because it's a discipline. 
Discipline means that there's the tendency of being distracted, but you choose not to. It's a discipline. It means while you start praying, you'll be distracted. But it's a discipline, so you stay there. Sometimes when you just begin to pray, that's when I remember you made you don't make some calls. Now remember that you've not done some things. And then you stop and go. It's a discipline. I remember. That's fine. Forget it. This is more of priority. Because when I'm sharpened here, I can be faster than the other ones. This makes prayer too important. People of God is the foundation. It's the foundation, people of God. It's the foundation. The passion. Oh, didn't you hear? In John chapter 2, when Christ got to the tabernacle and they were selling, the temple was selling, he took his whip and whipped them. He didn't say it shall be, he didn't say my father's house shall be a place of Bible school. He said it shall be a place of prayer. John 6 is the 3. said the words that I speak unto their spirit life. The spirit life is only available to those who are, who are walking in the spirit. Who have been charged by the spirit. Who are in control. They are being controlled by the spirit. They, they, without prayer you cannot be there. So you realize that things of the spirit doesn't excite you. The excitement in Christ is in the place of prayer. Have I been able to let you understand why it's important for you to pray? Now if you now are okay with that. Then we'll be looking at, on Thursday, we start looking at the essentials of prayer. And we say, what are the essentials? Essentials are must have. For example, if you're going to travel now, you need a passport. If it's within um, the ECOWAS region, just a passport is okay. There's an agreement. We have an agreement. So you can go to Togo, just hold your passport. You don't need a visa to do that. But if you're going to go beyond ECOWAS, then you need a visa. It's an essential. It's an essential to have a bag. Okay, uh, some people like to travel with money, not bag. But that's expensive. It's an essential to have a tooth, toothbrush. Amen. Because by the time you come back, your, your teeth will be, will, be, will be brown. There are essentials. Somebody say essentials. These are the must-haves. So if you and I are going to have an effective prayer life, these things I'm going to be mentioning, we started on Thursday, you must take note of them. Amen. So we, uh, when we, started, we, we talked about the knowledge of God. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter number 11 verse 6. Give us that scripture quickly. Can I have a face towel? Quickly. Hebrews 11 verse number 6. It says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Not he was. He is. If you were to travel to the past. He is. If you were to come to the future, he is. It means that whatever that he's been doing, he's still doing. Nothing can change that. And we read from the book of Psalms 100 and verse number 3. Oh, give it to us quickly, my brother. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You must know whom you have come before. You must know whom you have come to. That he has the capability to handle that request you have placed before him. Know ye that the Lord is God. So we need to have knowledge of God. Not a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge. Not just an information of God. We're not talking about knowing about God. But we're talking about a revelational knowledge of God. So that when you come before God in prayer, you know 
You're not speaking to some being that is just still like the idols made of human hands. He's the living God. Hebrews 12, 22. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But he had come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God. He's not dead. So you go before God in prayer. He's a living God. And as a living God, he talks back. He stretches hands. He walks. He moves. He's alive. The next essential we mentioned was the word. The word. The word. The word. Psalm 138 verse 2. Quickly, sir. He said, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Hero Shara Mahada. Hallelujah. Nothing can change the mind of God except God. So the only way to change God's mind is to get God to talk to God. How do you get God to talk to God? In the beginning was the word and the word was God. So it is God's word that can change God's mind. <laughs> I think somewhere in Exodus 31 or 32, 32 there about. When the people of Israel made for themselves with the help of Aaron, an idol began to worship. And Aaron said, behold, that's the God that brought you. And while Moses was having a time with the Lord on Mount Sinai, God said to him, hurry up and get down. Rebellion is happening there. God told him, say, your people. <laughs> God is interesting. God says, Moses, your people, your people, your people. <laughs> It's not surprising that sometimes mothers, when the children misbehave, they will tell the husband, your, your daughter, they are copying from their father God. <laughs> God said, your people, your people. God says, Moses, leave me, let me kill them. And Moses says, Lord, you look at this. You gave your promise to Abraham. So he brought God's word to him. After he finished talking, the Bible says, and God changed his mind of what he wanted to do. So the only thing that can change God's mind, that is if God has changed his mind about something, is God. Only God can change God. And so his word is the language of prayer. His word contains his will. Contains his counsel. <laughs> Glory to God. Isaiah 1, 18 said, come, let us reason together. So to God, prayer is reasoning with him. But the language of reasoning is not, it's not, uh, it's not ever, it's not Chi, it's not English, it's not Hebrew, it's not Greek. It's his word. Why? God is, let me, let me use this expression. Just understand the context in which I'm, I'm saying it. God is put in chains by his own word. Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 11 says his word cannot return to him void. Oh, what a blessing. The remaining, listen to the message on the podcast. Essential number three, the Holy Spirit. We came to understand from Romans 8 26 that when we pray, we don't know what to pray about. But it's the Holy Spirit. He's one that helped our infirmities. 
<laughs> oh, hamahashala mama. You are struggling to pray? Tell the Holy Ghost about it. The Holy Spirit, I want to pray. He's the one with you now that can help you. He's your helper. John 14, 16, they amplified one of the, one of the uh, meanings or the, the, the character of the Spirit is that he's a helper. Give it to us, amplified. John 14, 16, and so that everybody can see it. We're doing a quick, quick up. And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another comforter. What does that mean? Counselor. He's a helper. He's a helper. He's a helper. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he will help you to pray. If you can ask him, tell the Holy Spirit, he's your closest friend. He loves you. He wants to help you. That's why he's there. He's not an ATM machine. He's not a tool in the hands of a prophet. Move now. Move now. Holy Ghost, move now. Move now. If you don't move, see what I'll do to you. Move. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, I say, I say move. If you, hey, hey, move. He's not our servant. No, he's our helper. He's our helper. And he will help you in prayer. Amen and amen. The next essential I talked about was speaking in tongues. It's one essential for prayer. Jude verse 20. That's what we did just this morning. Jude 20. Building up your most holy faith by praying in the spirit. Glory to God. First Corinthians 14. The whole chapter is so beautiful. Say he that prays in known tongue edifies himself. He speaketh mysteries. He said his understanding is unfruitful. Why? Because you don't understand what you are saying. But God understands what you are saying. Say he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, he edifies himself. But he that prophesies edifies the church. But before you can edify the church, you must have been edified by the Holy Ghost first. One of the secrets of Paul's depth in scriptures was praying in the spirit. Because in the same chapter, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than ye all. <laughs> Can you imagine? Paul says, be ye imitators of me as I am of Christ. So if Christ could go to the mountain at 11 p.m. and then descend at 6 a.m. and Paul was following kingly Jesus, then I think I will not be wrong to say that Paul will go there at 10 and speak in tongues at 6 by the time he comes, he begins to talk. He's talking and they can't deny the power that comes from what he's saying. What a blessing. I think somewhere Acts chapter 10, I'm sure chapter 10, when Peter went to the rooftop to pray, it was their culture. And while he was praying, he had a vision. That was the day the gates were open for the Gentiles. Only God knows what you will birth if you were praying. There have been many abortions because of lack of prayer. And before the man ends, we're going to talk about the benefits of prayer. One of the things I can tell you is I see, he, the Lord just dropped in my spirit, man. You may have wasted five years. You may have wasted five years. But if you can begin a journey of prayer consistently, every time you pray, even an hour or two, you regain years. And you go, you advance further. So our not praying is, you see, we might think that we are progressing. No. The progress is not measured by you. It's measured by the Lord and his purpose for your life. 
Lord, release the spirit of prayer upon everyone that is ready for that spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. No, I woke up around 12 o'clock. And then I, I told the Holy Ghost, today I want us to spend, can, can we talk for four hours, 30 minutes? So I began to warm up. I warm up with praying tongues for about 30 minutes. Warm up. Then at two, I started. Then I set alarm. Till I hear, okay, I won't stop. Oh, Jesus. Six. It felt, when it was 30 minutes to six, I was now feel like I have to pray three more hours. We receive the spirit of prayer. Lord, I want more. 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 Oh, people of God, it's beyond talking. It's an intimacy. It's an intimacy. Pray in this way. Now let's go. Today, we're going to rush through. The next essential is desire. Somebody shout desire. Mark eleven twenty four, King James. Don't give me new King James. Give me new King James. I won't see that word. Mark eleven twenty four. Can we all read it together? Are you ready to read it? Let's go on to go. Therefore, I say unto you that, uh -huh. hold on, let's read again. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, ye desire, let's continue, when ye pray, there are three powerful elements represented here. We're going to pick one. He says that whatever things ye desire, one, pray, two, okay? Belief, have them. You can't go into prayer without desire. Desire is not just a wish. It's a deep-seated craving, an intense longing for attainment. So most times, when we're having congregational prayer, and maybe you see some of us praying and shouting, it's not that the shout is all made God here, but there's a certain desire. The desire cannot make you keep quiet in prayer. That's why I say, people of God, your attitude in prayer is actually affected by your desire. There's a desire that I realize that no one can make me meet that desire except him. As the deer pants for the waters, so my soul. You know something about the deer? When the deer is being chased by a predator, if the deer can just find water, his scent will cease. He can't be traced. One day I was looking at the world and how that is becoming practically impossible in a certain way to live the Christian life with all the offenses and things. So one day I was praying, I was, I was, my desire was too strong. I said, Lord, the way Christ walked without offense, I want that spirit. Now that desire, oh Jesus. Only you can give that heart. The desire is so strong. I can see it and I want it. If you don't have desire, prayer will be ineffective. But you see, your desires are shaped by the word. So your desire is in line with God's will. You can't go in a prayer. Somebody has married. Sophon and Nedu's wife. He said, that's what God showed you. That she's your wife. And go before going to prayer. 
that I have a desire that that woman is my wife. No, no. 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 Oh. Is this sickness in my body? What has God's word said about that one? Say that he himself took away my infirmities. Ah. Ah. He took away my infirmities. Oh, what is this thing doing here? What is it? What is it doing here? That anger. Idomahara. Eh? When you have that thing, by the time, you see, sometimes we're able to tarry in prayer because there's no strong desire. The saints of old, when they have a desire, they will pray until they, they you see, they will so pray that their body crown registers that the thing has been done. Then they stop praying. That's how come they pray long hours. That's going to pray long hours. Desire. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ila kamala shele mama ito menehe gabarazo no maviaga se soproni me firanas to criminalielo. I was reading a book yesterday, a book that was an interview of the greatest evangelical, charismatic, whatever that you can think about, an interview of them. E.M. Bounds, E.W. Kayon, all those men. The interview was to find out how did they begin to walk in this dimension of power. And the first person I didn't even go far. I had to close the book because it was too much. But by the time I read E.M. Bounds' own, I didn't feel like preaching again. I felt I have to subscribe myself on preaching. Because to him, he said God showed him a prayerless preacher has no business on the altar. You have no business on the altar. In fact, no one stands on the altar if he's a lazy person in prayer because you minister death. That is how come in our generation there is more fornication in the church in spite of many churches. Why? The altar, the pulpit is cold. The pew is worse. So somebody can fornicate and look at your pastor's face and there's no guilt. Why? Prayer is dying on the altar. These were men that would get on their knees. They can be there before God. And he was a lawyer. say busy. He was a lawyer. He was a lawyer. He told us a lawyer. Some were, some were, 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 were scientists. They were busy. But they will never go a day without minimum, 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 minimum three to four hours. They would rather sacrifice their sleep to stay in time. He said, he said something that really moved me. He said that strategies are the methods of men. But men are the methods, praying men are the methods of God. I put a video on the church page. I don't know if it's over, but it's been about 10 days now at Asbury University. They've been in church for 10 days. Revival broke out in the service. They couldn't close the service. People are traveling all across the world coming for the service. And that service has no light, no LED screens, no drums, just a keyboard and the voice of the people. And people are getting born again.
drunkards are stopping. Drug addicts are coming. Deliverance are happening. They are just, they are just there. I don't know if they finished. Have you been told? A daughter of mine in UK said that the thing has now jumped to other universities. Ian Bound says that Isaiah precedes prayer, accompanies it, is followed by it. It is the oral expression of desire. Prayer is the oral expression of desire. The deeper the desire, the stronger the prayer. Without desire, prayer is a meaningless mumble of words. What do you want before you go and pray. What do you want? Of course, our work with God, the focus is not material things, but they come along the way. They come along the way. You're able to align to these things in the place of prayer. When your longing is just him and his kingdom and you are praying. When God's agenda becomes your, your agenda, you, you become his agenda. Is that serious? In one service, one meeting, they were preparing a seed for the Lord. When we, when we prepared it, I asked my wife, I said, Annie, wait to What the, is that us? We were sowing a seed of 10,000 cities. And at that time, we didn't have money now. So we don't give because we have it. We give because he has it. Let me come to you here. It's not because, because family, maybe here, Bruno, it, we, we will save. But you see, we are saving to give him. Because there's no amount of saving we'll do. At this point in time, that we can get the thing we want to get. So we save to give him. We save to give him. So if you realize, if he realizes that we we'll use the money for something of our own, you want to talk to him, Father, bring that thing so that we can give this to you. So now we are saving to give him. That's what we are learning now. And a time will come in this church. One of these days you come to this church. Eh? If, you, if you don't work fast. Because we want all the blessings. So we won't have time for fundraising. You have to find your seat and put here. By the time you come, don't be anything. Like the way Dr. Bonyam is doing his church. By the time they come, he has finished. <laughs> no, by the, time, by the time you come, the man, he has finished. Projects worth millions of dollars from his pocket. All because one day, God told him, if I give you, I forgot the exact figure, but I could have something around it. God told him, if I give you $50,000, what will you do with it? And he said, oh, I will give you this amount. This amount too for this. This for this. God said, okay, I'll give it to you. He went for a meeting. Somebody gave him $50,000. Bam, he did it. Then God told him, from henceforth, it will flow. One day I was talking to him. He said, he said somebody called me to his office. Say he has not seen me in a while. That she passed by. And the person gave him a check of one million dollars. As soon as he held it, God says, it's not yours, it's mine. He dropped it. So every day he's dropping. 
every day is dropping. You can't be dropping for God and drop. It's not possible. But ability to even give out Isaac comes from the place of prayer. Oh, Father, we thank you. So you must have a desire. First Peter, can I have the program? First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. He says that as newborn babes desire sincere milk of the word. I pray for everyone the Lord will birth in us, all of us, all of us, a strong desire. A desire that has been shaped by his word. A desire that has been shaped by his counsel. A desire that has been shaped by his purpose. In the name of Jesus. The next essential is close the door. Matthew 6.6. 6. Can we have it quickly? I have some few minutes left. Let me say it again. We don't share these testimonies to boast. Paul says, not that I've attained. No. I've attained. If you can't start blessing God for blessing you in 100 Ghana. Remember some years ago, I was sharing testimony with a rich woman. And I said, God, God did something that blew my mind. He said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, I needed money. And somebody sent me 100 Ghana cities. Now, you could see that they respected me, so they didn't show it like, oh, okay. Oh! Because, because they are rich. Eh? The, the person drives a customized Jaguar. If, if, if the person has money in a, in a purse or in a bag, it's not 20,000 cities. That's no get money. Yes, in a, in a purse, not in the bank, in a purse. And I was telling them that the Lord gave me 100 Ghana. But I was not shy to share it. So very soon, we shall share. How does somebody left Dubai and came to us and gave us a check? It shall come to pass. So if you, if you look down on what the Lord is doing for you now, you are not ready to look up. Are you with me? But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. Thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. And this scripture talks about the importance of solitude. Solitude. What that means is that secrecy, in order to separate yourself. You don't don't, don't build your prayer life only on corporate prayer. You need a private prayer life. You need a time with the Lord alone. Alpha hour is good. Omega hour is good. What God cannot do is, is good. But it's not good for your spiritual growth. Let that be a supplement, not the main thing. It's important to understand that prayer is first a private affair before public. It's a private affair. Prayer calls for solitude. Separation from the multitude. Proverbs 18.1 is a man by desire having separated himself. Let me have it. Let me, I don't misquote it. Yeah, through desire, a man having separated himself seeketh and intermingleth 
with all wisdom. And that was the lifetime of Christ. Matthew 4.23. Give it to us quickly. Hurry up. Matthew 4.23. He says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching. 14.23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Matthew 26, 39. Hurry up, sir. Matthew 26, 39. Are you being blessed this morning? Matthew 26, 39. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this come. What did he do? He went a little further. He separated himself from them. Prayer is a private matter. Mark 135. Mark 135. Let's hurry up. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Jesus is your Lord. You are following him. So follow what he's doing. Mark 646. Mark 646. Hurry. Mark 6.46. It says, And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. Separation. Solitude. Luke 5.16. Luke 5.16. And then when you're done, give us Luke 6.12. So Luke 5.15 first. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Luke 6.12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into the mountain to pray. Continued all night in prayer. Prayer to God. Hallelujah. Take your private prayer time serious. That's what will make you enjoy. See, some of you are having all night and we are praying. You easily get tired. Because that's why you don't do it privately. Another deception is those of us that lead prayer. Hey, you can lead prayer here and be shouting it. But God hasn't heard your voice for the past three months. But it's a corporate anointing that you can use as skill to lead prayer. So who will lead prayer? God is hearing everybody about you. You say, you guy, I don't, this guy, his voice is strange. But that's not how you pray. You don't pray like that. You're doing performance. Something that happens to pastors a lot. Pastors, we can get so busy and don't have time to pray. And we now fall on skill and experience. So we know how to do the voice you pray. But we are not praying. So let's follow Jesus. Luke 6, 12. Okay, we've done that. Okay, give me um, Matthew 6, 21 to 22. Let me see what is there quickly. God is good. For good, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there will your I, I pray the Lord will make prayer a treasure to all of us. So that our heart to be there. Now, verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Another meaning of the scripture we read earlier on, close the door, is focus. Focus. 
Focus. How will you feel if somebody is having a conversation with you and then the person or you are talking to somebody and the person just keeps looking at the phone? What's the interpretation? Oh, help me. What's the interpretation? Not interested. And it, the, the annoying part when the person says that, it said the assunity as that's the most sarcastic, wicked thing you can hear from somebody's mouth. It's like preaching. You are teaching. And the person is not writing, but look at his phone. And the person says, But all through the Bible, when God is speaking, he says, look. He's talking about, he says, look. The eyes is the access by which light has into your heart. I was preaching an all night on Friday and uh, at a point I was preaching and I paused and I said look at me, don't look, don't look down, look at me. So there were elderly people there. So I don't know if because of the body shape or maybe the way I look. So I noticed that one of them, I could sense in my spirit, one of them was one, why would I see, because they are listening, why would I tell them, look. And I said, oh, I've done this business for long. That I know when you are understanding, when you're not understanding, when you're confused, when you have left the hall, though you're looking at me. Then they're looking. And so if you've done this for 29 years, you understand. Then they sat up. Did you see it? No matter how well you drive, you can't drive better than the, than the, than the, the, the trotter guy. Though they are reckless. That's their office. You, when you drive, you go to the office, you park, you stay. That, their office is the car. So whatever they do, the thing they do is because it just, they just want to mess up, that's all. But they know the driving. They know it. Because that is what they do every day. When they wake up in the morning, it's car. The whole day is car. When they are sleeping, it's car. To your own, it's just you, to you. Car is for you. Just move from here to there. To them, it's their office. That you can't say say you know it more than them. Are you getting me? So if a pastor stands, that's his profession. Your own is office. Your own is music. Your own whatever. This is office. Teaching and preaching. He knows when you are here when you're not here. You can't tell me otherwise. Hallelujah. You can do that in classroom, but not in church. Because these things are spiritual. They are higher than your senses. They, uh, oh, It's not profound, ye preachy. It's spirit. Ah, have you heard a lawyer talking and he's speaking the same English? But it doesn't make sense to you. It's English, but it doesn't make sense. Paul says, these things are spiritually discerned. They are spiritual Lord. So the more active you are in the spirit, even when your pastor is preaching, you'll be hearing the, the second voice, the Holy Ghost. Say, ah, it's true. What he's saying is true. You can even see it from this scripture. Ah, oh God, thank you. So you say, oh, turn out smiley, smiley. You don't understand why you're smiling. One day in Canaan land, when I was in university, I woke up one morning and I was, I, was, I was studying. I was having fellowship with the Lord. And I opened Genesis chapter 1. 
verse 2. I was studying, I was meditating. Then it just hits me. Something hits me. He said that. And the earth was without form. And the Spirit of God moved over the waters. Then the Holy Ghost says, The waters is my word. And I moved my word. I closed the Bible and I started shouting in my room. This I went. I didn't tell anybody because I said, It's weird. I can't explain. Two weeks later, Papa Yedipo was preaching. And when the Holy Ghost moved, that was the spirit move out of the word. I see. And the way I started on, on, I was on the gallery. I started saying, yes! You hear me out there? Because I was current. I got that information two weeks ago. It's not being shared. It feels good. But you see, you're not current. Nothing moves you in the preaching. No, no, no. See, what I'm saying is so practical. You understand? When you are really engaging in something, it affects you. I had a friend. She doesn't like talking. But you start talking about cars. That's when you know. She doesn't like talking on Pekasa. But just start saying that, oh, and this car said no. The way she will name the car parts. Because she's a, she's a mechanical engineer. So she will start talking because you have entered her field. You see the joy in her face. Don't tell me that, oh, Pastor, that's, what you're saying is not true. Because I know it, but I just want to show it. Oh, boy. The word is called wine. When you are drunk, you are excited. I'm telling you how truth. You might not like it. And this is not scientific. You, you can't go put in the lab and test it. It's the truth. So, 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 so. Close the door. Tell anybody, say, close the door. 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 The piano is compatible. It's all mumpire. Unyini. Yeah, mumpire. The next essential, very fast, meditation. Meditation. Someone say Meditation. Psalm 39 verse 3. Glory to God. And look at this. It's so powerful. Say, my heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then I speak. Then speak I with my tongue. <laughs> you understand? So, you're meditating on the word of God. That one time I heard Pastor Chris me. Say he was reading the scripture. I think Colossians. It's in Colossians. I think chapter 1. The last verse. He said Christ in me. The hope of glory. So he was just there. Meditating. 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 Then he just opened his mouth. Christ in me. The hope of glory. And he opened his eyes. He was in the air. Ah! He dropped. Then he started again. Christ in me. The hope of glory. The hope of... He realized that he's jumping, but he's not jumping. This man, you are all excited about his ministry. He, Pastor Jerry He was praying and maintaining a scripture about the early morning in the scripture. As he was praying, he was praying. Then the thing hit him, he shouted it. That's when he started morning prayer. The millions are following. But on the Basi, the Hallelujah Challenge. It was out of prayer, meditation on a word, a particular word. And he broke up. Pa! Then he started the thing. If you copy it, you, it won't work. Because he didn't catch the word. Oh, is this, there's this particular sickness in your body. They said it's terminal. Don't worry, forget them. What is God's word saying? Get one scripture. Open it and be looking. As you behold him in a glass. Be looking. Be looking. Begin to muse. Begin to muse. It might take you a week, two, three, four, even two months, but you are still there. You are still there. You are still there. 
For the past one month, the scripture I've maintained on is Romans 8.32. The TBT. That's been my easy. So, so when sometimes it goes out, I'll just shout, Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When it's full in your heart, your mouth will dispose. Meditation is essential. Don't just go into prayer and start talking. No. It's important to get the word. Meditate. As it's happening in your spirit of ah, I saw a scripture. That blessed me. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. He said, call upon me. And I will answer you. And I will show you. Hey, some years ago. Some relationship I was in. I, I, I felt something was wrong with the lady. I didn't know what it was. Then I, I remember that scripture. I said, Lord, show me where she is right now. What she's doing. And I laid my head down. And I closed my eyes. And I slept off. So when the lady came, I said, Where were you? So and so day. Who was that? You have such a man as your beloved. That scripture, I realized that the end of prayer is a showing. The next essential is faith. Someone say faith. Oh, this is so important. The reason I didn't bring it early because we're going to talk about it later in, in, in the course of the year. But faith. Hebrews 11 verse, verse 2 says, by faith the elders obtained. When it comes to obtaining, it's by faith. Prayer is not effective without, without, without faith. Is that possible? Mark 11 24. Mark 11 24. Let's go there. Very, very fast. Mark 11 24. Mark 11 24. It says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, what did he say? Be what? Believe. Amen. Faith equals to believe and receive by action. Come for the next class. We'll explain it. James 1 verse 6 to 8. James 1 6 to 8. We'll be done in the next five minutes, okay? We'll be done in the next five minutes. We'll close shortly. Close shortly by God's grace. Now, what does it say there? He said, but let him ask in what? Let me hear you. Let him ask in what? Not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea. I told you reading with me. Let's go together. See, driven with the wind and tossed. Verse 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He says you ask in what? Ask in faith. This is what makes the point earlier before this one very important. But one of the benefits of meditating on the word is that it builds faith in you. Amen. Oh, we'll talk about this more later. The next one is gratitude and worship. Gratitude and worship. When you look at Matthew chapter, chapter 6 verse 9, when Christ was given the pattern of prayer, it includes worship. Now you see, you can't be prayerful and not worshipful. An effective worship life is determined by your prayer life. Because you can't just go before God. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say that this is the day 
that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I was, I was going to show you, but time is gone. I was going to show you the place of the tabernacle of Moses and its relationship with your prayer life. But time is gone. Time is gone. So I'll enter. So you enter the courts in thanksgiving and worship. So it means you cannot, you cannot be prayerful and not be worshipful. It's not possible. Every prayerful person is a worshiper. Genuine worshiper. Why? Because you cannot just, no, no. You will thank him for what he did yesterday. You will thank him for what he's going to do next day, tomorrow. You will thank him for what he's doing right now. You will adore him. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Oh, yeah, what I mean? 2000 and uh, hallowed be your name, Lord and Majesty, divine authority. Hallowed be your name. You see how your worship life is so nice. I will leave the rest. Let's talk about fasting and consecration. We'll continue the course of the week if God allows me. But people of God, this morning, all I've done is to let you understand that the effectiveness of your Christian work is in your prayer life. I saw a video of a former wizard. Now, this is a black man or white man. Let me say, let me say a tick. <laughs> a white man, a white man. In the US, he has become born again. He was a, he was a wizard. They call him voodoo. Huh? And he said in his testimony that at midnight, they step out to take charge of the area where they stay. The one thing they don't like is when a Christian lives in that place. Who prays? Hey, Jehovah. Aja, hmm. Hmm. So when he wakes up at night, 12 at night, the time we are snoring. We are snoring. Yeah. After our prayer, I'm born for your needs, it's not for fellowship. There's a difference. It's in after half hour, no, for another hour, social. And call you alpha we are not omega. Alpha there is to meet your needs. That, that's what God has sent his servant to do, Pastor Elvis. Yeah. So it's to meet your needs. So that's why you, many people are there. Economy, no? Ayeshi. Alpha. See, when God gives a, a servant a word, a commission, he gives him the, the, the anointing to function. So it's not your faith. Let me count it as here. So it's not your faith. It's the anointing upon the man that is functioning. I, did I, I don't know if I told the story. We went to a restaurant to eat recently. And there were some ladies. They should be in their 40s. They're about, they were friends together. Then we heard them talking about. Hey, how far, how far are they? Oh, yes, I'm here. I'm here. 
Now, Baku Baku in a joy joy FM, dear no, a reverend could you have a bone? Sir Pastor, no. Me send me seed crab you. Adam is sending me with me, Africa. Thank you. You see, the funny thing is that the man is my friend. I have his number. Reverend Elvis is my friend. I have his number. And we're talking about them. And they didn't even think that who is sitting down there might know. So you can tell that they are enjoying the acts of God, but not the heart of God. Numbers 22. God said to Moses, say to the rock and water will come out. He went to hit it. The water still came. It's water they wanted. As whether he say or hit, the water will come. But if he didn't do the same, he did the hitting. Moses, you're not going to associate or as more. God has to honor Pastor Elvis. He has to honor Pastor Jerry. So it's not your faith. What you say is your faith. And your faith, why is that all this wife not working that miracle you're talking about? But then come to So after Alpha, add Omega to it. Or you start before the Alpha. Then the Alpha will come. Then you can now sleep. So he said the voodoo guys, when they come out, they, they take their things around 12. This white man talking about. Sometimes you dream or dream, you don't understand. They have visited you. The man said, when a Christian lives in that area and is prayerful, when they are praying on their knees, it becomes like a, a cone. It covers the whole area. So it weakens their operations. A white man is talking. A white man demon is, is, is wise. <laughs> Lift your two hands. I want to give you the next five minutes. And say, Lord, the spirit of grace and supplication, let it come on me. Pray. Pray, 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 pray. The spirit of grace and supplication, come upon me now. Come upon me now. Come upon me now. Come upon me now. 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 Come upon me now. Come upon me now. Come upon me now. Come No more, more, more. The spirit of grace and supplication. The spirit of grace and supplication. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The spirit of grace. One more minute. Just pray. Just pray. Pray. Tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I want to build a wonderful prayer life. Holy Spirit, help me. Help my weakness. Help my weakness, Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You have tried it several times, never worked. But you can talk to him now. You can talk to him now. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Please help me, Lord. Ask for consistency. That when it starts, it doesn't end. Ask him, help me, Holy Spirit. That nothing shall take me from my knees. But my knees shall be bowed to you for the rest of my days. 
Come on, one minute for that one. Just pray. Just pray. Just one passion. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. One purpose. Just keep praying. Know you more and more. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. That's when I know.